Hi, Winifred. Good evening and welcome to the Blue Sea Trend podcast. It's just amazing to have you here. How are you? Oh, good evening, Bim. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really honored that you'd like to uh, talk to me and it's a wonderful evening and uh, really, really glad we managed to connect in these busy times. I know, I know. Busy and also crazy times, you know, with the whole uh, COVID situation. But I think, I don't know if we're going to have to live with it, but uh, some economies are already opening up. I hear UK is going to start allowing people to travel. I, I don't know, but this is what's in the news sometime mid-July. I guess the same for Norway, I, I suppose. And some countries are already opened up. I think I don't know. Yes. Yes. Um, well, we are seeing uh, some movements uh, in mobility in a lot of countries, but uh, this will depend on whether or not there is a second wave. Ah, right, right, yes. right. Uh, well, we'll see. We'll see. Considering the weather has been amazing lately, um, in the UK, a lot of people have been going to Brighton and Bournemouth <laughs> and just chilling and. <laughs> by the beach and it's uh, it's crazy so we're, we're looking to see what's going to happen if there's definitely going to be a second wave or not but we'll keep our fingers crossed our fingers crossed on that so Winifred um, thank you <laughs> thank you for joining us again uh, here at the Blue Citroen so um, I have a few questions to definitely ask you but before I do that I'd like you to introduce yourself to, to our listeners who, who are you who is Winifred Johansson who, who is she? Who is she? Tell us. <laughs> oh dear, that's a that's a complicated question. I'll keep it very simple. Uh, I'm Winifred. Uh, I'm uh, I'm, the, I'm a daughter of Africa, um, Ugandan, born and raised. Uh, I live in Norway. Mm-hmm. Married. I've got two kids and uh, two dogs. Um, what can I say? <laughs> and um, background, uh, I'm a mechanical engineer in uh, applied mechanics of solids. Basically, I'm good at tearing things apart. That's, uh, that's my natural talent. <laughs> <laughs> that's impressive. <laughs> that's impressive. Yeah, good at tearing things apart. Okay, okay, we'll take that. So, uh, a mechanical engineer. Yeah. Right, right. So, but being a mechanical engineer, you have have you been, I mean, what has your career path been and why did you choose that route, if if you don't mind asking? Um, You know, growing up, uh, I thought I wanted to be a doctor. Well, African yeah. parents, you're not a doctor. You yeah, have to typical, <laughs> typical African parents, I know. Yes, and, uh, yes. and uh, when I had my O-levels, I got admitted for A-levels. Uh, that's, you know, the English system in most of African okay. countries. Uh, I was set to do uh, uh, PCB, physics, chemistry, biology, which is the route to uh, towards medicine. Uh, and uh, then what happened was uh, I moved to Norway and instead of going to PCB, which would have been a natural thing to do in A-levels, I restarted my education through the Norwegian system. And in the process, actually discovered uh, that uh, I did not want to be a doctor. Um, I love uh, love people, uh, but uh, I was not able to separate myself from other people's pain. 
uh, I volunteered uh, often uh, as a member of the Red Cross and I realized this wasn't really anything for me. Uh, and at the same time, I had this passion for um, for mechanics. It, uh, when I was 15, uh, 16, I could, uh, I could dismantle an engine just, you know, with very simple tools. I understood how things sat together and why. And it was, it was a natural, uh, it, it was more like the natural thing for me to do. So oh. mechanical engineering seemed the practical thing to do. And uh, it wasn't a direct route, I should say. Uh, actually, when I joined the university, I was supposed to do petroleum engineering because this is Norway and there's a lot of money in petroleum. Well, that's more what yeah. my mother thought would be useful. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I would go for these lectures and I'm sleeping through geology and rocks and minerals. I cannot stand <laughs> the sight of a stone. <laughs> I can totally relate with that. <laughs> yes. So uh, eventually, I just uh, I went and spoke to um, one of the lecturers uh, who noticed that I was awake in his class while everybody was asleep, and I was sleeping in geology. And he said, "You know what? I think you're in the wrong faculty. I think you're actually a mechanical engineer." And it all made sense. <laughs> and I changed. Oh my days! And that's how I, um, yeah. So I ended up. Uh, where I, where wow. I, it, wasn't, wow. it wasn't straightforward um, uh-huh. and uh, well <laughs> I haven't regretted that decision that's really good that's really good <laughs> I can't stop thinking about you know sleeping in class during the whole rocks and, and all sort of you know geological you know science uh, studies that's just yeah I totally agree with you yeah yeah I think I I, I had that same feeling in um, in, in secondary school actually no I wasn't sleeping off but I just found it a little bit boring but guess what I am in the oil and gas uh, industry just like yourself I mean you're in the energy space which is where I am as well because we don't do just oil and gas anymore uh, in my company we are now more into the energy world but that I mean by <laughs> energy world I mean including renewables but in any case so this is about you and um, okay and Winifred have you you know channeled your career path within that you know mechanical space so far since you left university um yes and no um okay in my uh, during my last year um mm-hmm. I, actually i took a, st- a study exchange program so, so i went from Trondheim to uh politecnico di milano in italy and while i was there we had this whole situation around where uh Norway was going through an economic crisis laid off and uh Sweden was going through a, a boom. So instead okay. of coming back to Norway as a student and risking to compete uh, with overly qualified people for the fewer jobs that were, uh, I actually got a contract uh, to, work, to work with uh, with cars. So I started off my career in something that was quite applicable for what I was doing, um, uh-huh. designing base engine. Uh, I started off as uh, working with ceiling components, gaskets and all that. So I know how engines work as well. And uh, I did that. <laughs> um, I worked in the car industry for seven years uh, doing uh, different things. Um, uh, I did crash analysis. Uh, I did... Um, crankcase ventilation, uh, I did uh, fasteners, the standards and all that. So I managed to uh, very much of what, uh, what uh, as an engineer. And uh, mm-hmm. then 
at some point we decided we wanted to come back to Norway. Um, I think I sent, I could have sent more than two, three applications and landed on an oil and gas job, which was again, very relevant. I was doing uh, uh-huh. mechanical testing, qualification, verification of subsequent oil umbilicals. So I could use the science. Uh, right. Yes. Uh, so oh. I operated in that space again um for uh for four years and but the the, the more um the more advanced testing i or uh, structured or standardized the more uh i became uh uh should i say aware of the importance of my technical background in a commercial setting so more and more right. I was communicating with the, with the with the clients with the, with the oil managers trying to help them understand uh, what testing they needed to do to verify uh, or qualify a certain product or a certain water depth or seabed conditions and so on and so forth uh, and okay. um, one day a headhunter called me and presented uh, a job which okay. was uh, as a sales manager and uh, and that particular day, I think I had my head screwed the other way, and I, and I and I, and I approached it with uh, with an open <laughs> and went yeah. sales and marketing. And yeah. so while I left the engineering, the core engineering, to go into a more commercial role, um, mm-hmm. my technical background remained fundamental because I could right. understand my clients' needs. I could understand the technological. Uh, of what we were trying to put on the table it made me credible and uh-huh. it made what we were trying to sell easier to sell so yes right. I did leave my technical background in one way but in another sense I used it even more because I could exactly yeah exactly so I, I, so I can say that I have really uh, I really cherish the background um, and I was in that commercial space uh, for eight years, and as okay. <laughs> um, wow. with a lot of success, I should say, um, around the world, really. Uh, okay. And then one day, as luck has it, another headhunter calls me and invites me to uh, um, to to you know to talk, go talk to Wanderhill, where I am now. And this was a, okay. uh, a less technical job. I think this is the time, I, first time, I can really say I'm leaving my technical role in a more uh, right. Yeah, in a more serious okay. manner. Yeah. All right, um, Winifred. Because I know you, I can tell you're trying to be humble. You're so doing a fantastic job trying to be humble because I know I personally, I mean, for listeners benefit, I know Winifred and I know the things that she's done. This woman has made things happen uh, with the big companies that she's worked for uh, in Norway and landed major contracts uh, in the African continent. So her, her commercial role I don't even think I can step up to 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 to, to her level because uh, yeah, Winifred, I know you're being humble, so that's okay. <laughs> it's totally okay to be humble. You, you know, you you really have been successful at um, at the commercial role, and as you said, you know, having that technical background was you know really helpful. It was a catalyst to 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 the success, you know, because you you can tell what the client needs, what the customers need. 
and that's that's yeah. how to land a yeah. sales deal and you know for for listeners that are in sales or people that are looking to get into the sales career it's not all about you know the push effect but the pull effect you know when you do understand what your client needs it just makes this the the entire sales process you know uh, an easy peasy one really so yeah and uh, winifred as i mean as okay as a mechanical engineer this is not a route a lot of you know young girls young ladies go uh, through um you and i know that uh, uh, the energy world the energy industry of course is more co- you know filled up with men uh there are less women and even more so would be the you know the core engineering uh side of things and uh you you've gone through that uh being a mechanical engineer by by training you know um i'm guessing you were probably the only girl or maybe the two or three of you in the entire class during in university am i am i correct to to assume that well when i started in petroleum technology there were quite a few girls okay. uh, in the class right um and then when i went over to applied mechanics yeah. uh i don't think that we were as many as five girls wow uh, the number the numbers dropped wow. uh and when i went to politecnico di milano as an exchange student okay. i think we were 82 and out of the 82 we were two girls oh and you were the only black and as usual right <laughs> i was the, i was the only black in the polytechnics and as far as i know i was actually uh the first black uh norwegian female or african uh girl uh, to enroll oh uh, yeah for uh, for an engineering degree at uh, at the polit uh, at uh, uh at the nth that that's yeah. what it was called then and yeah, that was it's a now ncnu right Yes, in the following year okay. there was another uh, another uh, lady that joined in from 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 the chemistry department and that was really lovely. Yes, oil and yeah. gas is uh, engineering, at least mechanical engineering is predominantly a male uh mm-hmm. world and uh in my situation it's been a very male white yeah. world. Uh and well, and workwise it's a very male yeah. white middle aged to old yeah. <laughs> we <laughs> so, we both know that yeah <laughs> this is what we experience yes <laughs> so i'm i'm just i'm a, I'm, a, i'm used to sticking out like uh, like yeah. weed you know like a, like a dandelion <laughs> in a in a pristine lawn there's that head that sticks out and um well it's <laughs> It's what it I is. I know, I know. I was saying to uh I don't know, I think I was saying to a friend recently, uh just early February before the whole COVID situation started. Um there was um the IP week, uh Inter- International Petroleum mm-hmm. Week took place in London and uh uh this company, there are a lot of companies that get to do a whole lot of things during that period as well. And uh, we um, uh, we were invited by this, you know, private sort of company that you know they do events, they do a lot of talks and things like that. So my company was invited over where we gave a presentation on our view of you know the African market going forward, you know, and a lot of at the time COVID wasn't an issue, but it was more of OPEC plus conversation, you know, mm-hmm. and the energy transition, which is still a topic, you know, up till now. Uh, for the benefit of mm. people listening, I'm wondering. what OPEC plus is so OPEC is oil uh, petroleum exporting countries uh, that would be Saudi Nigeria Angola 
uh, and a few a few others. Uh, the plus side is Russia. So Russia is not part of OPEC, but you know, they will come to the table to to have discussions. So yes, um, so there was that going on. And long story short, in the room for a conversation or presentation that was purely African focused, there were just three of us that were actually Africans three yes. of us and <laughs> and that would be me um another lady who was actually working with Halliburton at the time but she's she's moved on now and another guy i don't know who he was uh, he was with mm-hmm. i don't know what company he was with but um, yeah and <laughs> the room was i think probably about 200 people so yes yeah. oil and gas is very much like that and women in total i don't think we were up to five so yes we and the other lady that was african happened to be nigerian as well just like myself so <laughs> i agree with you we really do stick out uh, in the industry but that's that's interesting anyway winifred there's still a lot of questions i want to ask but i'm not going to you know make it too difficult yeah yeah you want to say something come on no, I just wanted to say in most of uh, the contracts that I've negotiated, uh, I'm in most cases uh, the only black person uh, around uh, and I was very, very visible when wow. I was handling the Asia Pacific, um, <laughs> tall, black, ahead and of everybody female. else. And female. <laughs> so oh my god, that is hilarious! <laughs> Honestly, oh yeah, we 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 know this experience, but yeah, yours is even probably a, yeah. a whole lot more uh, than mine because I've focused on the African market, so yeah. you know I, I haven't had um, any 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 reason to to actually you know be focused on <laughs> on the APAC side. You know, my company tend to mm. want people to be from a region to focus on a region, but anyway. Uh, the side of business in in the oil industry uh, in the energy space was also slightly different, so that's that's fine. So Winifred, oh my goodness, yeah, I know where you yeah. are now. Uh, you are the chairperson of the company. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, because I know you're a chairperson of your current company. You're also a board member uh, of another company. A- am I correct at this, or I'm wrong? Okay, um, I am uh, I'm the senior vice president for legal and commercial at Quantafu AS. That's the uh-huh. parent company in Norway, and I am the chairperson for Quantafu Skiva APS, which is uh, the daughter company, uh, our Danish uh-huh. entity, uh, where um, our production uh, facility okay. is. And I have also recently uh, uh, joined Partner uh-huh. Africa as uh, on the board of trustees. Uh, so yes, uh, Partner Africa officially has their first black trustee. Wow! <laughs> wow! Okay. <laughs> I'm really, really excited yeah. to 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 be uh, to be joining Partner. Uh, lovely, lovely. Uh, I, put, uh, I believe in the in the vision and the goals, and uh, I hope I can be of uh, be of use there with with you know. Uh, deep roots uh, in Africa. So yes, that's uh, that's yeah. what I do. And uh, in my uh, free time, I'm also uh, a pro bono advisor to uh, venture and entrepreneurship, uh, venture capital, uh, a VC, uh, whatever, what, 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 what yeah. is it it's called yeah. these days. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's called Antler. Uh-huh. Uh, that's working basically with uh, supporting um, ideas, uh-huh. uh, entrepreneurial ideas to, uh, it's an incubator basically, support the ideas to uh, 
uh, the entrepreneurs to to mature the idea and um, and go out to seek uh, seek funding okay. uh, from uh, from this venture capital. Right, right. So that's uh, that's a, of, uh, that's a bit of what I do. Wow. Well, and you are a model of three. Uh, the good thing is your kids, uh, they're grown now. So you have even slightly more time to, to, you know, do as much as you possibly can. But I do know you personally. You're also a workaholic. And, oh, my goodness, you you <laughs> you make things happen. That's for sure. Um, I know you're not... Uh, you're not one to make uh, to do things in in half measure. So yeah, we look up to to women like you. It's 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 really really amazing. Um, I, I had something I wanted to ask you in mind, but you know I'm just sort of blown away because I mean you're just you're doing you're doing things you know in such a way that people people's perception of you know we African women. I, I don't want to say people's perception, but we all know that, you know, there's always that ceiling for, especially in the West, there's some sort of ceiling for black people in general, but then a black woman, but, you know, uh, perhaps also because you're also uh, Norwegian, you know, but this is this has nothing to do with your um, your uh, nationality. This is all about you, um, clearly, because anyone can be from anywhere. This is all about you. Yes, this is about me. You know, um, it's true. I don't like doing things in half measure, and I like uh, oh. I like to, I like to move things. Uh, I think I, I I usually say I'm a shadow operator. I want my uh-huh. actions to speak for themselves, and I want to create uh-huh. results. Uh, and yeah. it's not because it is you know it's it's nice to create results, but um, I feel it's a call that. Um, I have been I've been uh, fortunate to be where I am okay. to have the opportunities that I have, but that gives me responsibility as well. Uh, yeah, there is nothing special about me. If I can do it, anybody mm. can do it. You know, I came to awesome. know as an immigrant. I did not know the language. Within two years, mm-hmm. I'm in the best technical university in the country. If I can do it, anybody can do it. You know, and uh, if and Norwegian I, if, is not the easiest of languages to learn. I can say that for, for free because I, I speak it to an extent. So yeah, it's not. I, <laughs> Go I on, to, Winifred. I want to be. Uh, I want to be like the rebel that you know bring All down right. the hood, basically. Okay, if this is uh-huh. if this is the high tower of learning, I've been there. So my sisters can walk uh-huh. in. You know that there, there isn't supposed uh-huh. to be area there that you know because you're born black you're born poor you're born a woman you're born an immigrant or you're you know you're born to these parents or you you have this and that Uh Uh, i think we need to embrace uh and i'm talking to to our young women out there uh to be Uh brave you know if you set your mind to do something you can do it and whatever you see as obstacles, those are actually your superpowers that should be able to, to to push you forward I'm stubborn. I don't quit, and maybe that is my superpower. Oh. So when I set my mind yeah. to this, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to do engineering. And you know, in two years, I'm going to be in the university. So help me God, and I do it. Oh. Is it easy? No, it's not easy. But, uh, but everybody should give themselves a chance to try to, uh, to, to, oh. to, 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 to fight. To give, you know, give yourself a fair chance. 
and uh, don't hear don't listen to everybody you know everybody will have an opinion mm. no women don't do this women don't do this women don't climb trees i've been climbing trees quite recently uh, <laughs> <laughs> that i can agree to <laughs> <laughs> oh dear <laughs> you know in, in my in my african language uh, which is a chole i come from northern uganda there's a saying that when you sit in the same place for too long the millipede is going to move into your anus excuse my french mm-hmm. uh, what what the, what the saying is telling you is if you sit it you know you're seated for too long how do you grow you root yes yeah yeah part of uh part of the space part of the environment yeah. so your cavity yeah. has become a natural point of the earth yeah. uh, if i have any regrets i think i my regrets i've stayed in the same workspace for very long and mm-hmm. that is a mentality that i think i had before you know you're taught to be loyal you're to give a company your whole and you know it's almost like you fall in love with the jobs that you're doing mm-hmm. so you stay too long and the yeah. danger of staying too long is you yeah. become stagnant you impede your own growth yeah. So if Absolutely. I can, from my own story, tell you know, advise anybody, uh, eight years in one in in one job or in one role, uh, even if you're changing clients, is a bit much. Be brave mm. enough to change because change may be painful, but without change, you cannot grow. You know. Absolutely. Even a Absolutely. snake has skin to grow, <laughs> and we need to take that on board at least that that is uh what i've learned in uh, in my in my own world and um mm-hmm. i think as young women we are too uh, often taught to be uh, humble and accepting and uh we are not encouraged to be competitive competitive sports right. for the boys and you know it's supposed to be rough and everything if you have a chance you have a daughter or you yourself have the possibility join a competitive sport because uh-huh. it teaches you so much uh you learn team spirit you learn to build trust or know when not to trust an individual in a team you you quickly identify what are weak traits what are strong traits what uh when you need to back up a certain player when you need to you know to center to send out dynamics because a lot of times in the business world that's how things really are and right the competitive sports teaches you this drive you know when mm-hmm. not to quit because it's not always going to be fun it's going to be painful right. at times sometimes it's lonely as heck you know in a fast paced world you're traveling a lot you miss the family you miss the kids you're in a hotel now uh, you're wondering where in god's earth am i you're possibly sitting and eating alone a lot of times uh-huh. it will be difficult uh-huh. but when you have that mindset and you know what your goal is you fight on and you will succeed so competitiveness that you can instill in yourself from sports from uh group activities is really really important um and uh what else can i uh from um from my own world and my own experience uh yes i have uh, i have a masters in mechanical engineering i have an mba mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. winifred we lost you uh, so i could actually say i'm overly qualified we, we, we lost a bit of that yes you, you after Hello? the mba you you have something else 
Okay. Uh, uh, I'm pursuing okay. a PhD. So in most cases, <laughs> one would say I'm overly qualified <laughs> for a lot of things, which is possibly true. But um, I think it's 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 a desire yeah. to to grow, to learn. You can never stop learning because when you stop learning, Absolutely. you become stagnant. Yeah. But at the same time, do not use it as uh, as a tool for procrastination or mm-hmm. perfectionism. You know. Um, and um, I want to reach out to to our ladies who have ideas, entrepreneurial ideas, business ideas. Mm-hmm. You know, um, don't get lost in the perfectionism world. I just want to polish it before I can launch it, and I want to just make it better. Then it, I will send it out. Um, the longer you wait, uh, the more chance your idea is going to get obsolete. Uh-huh. So, be brave dare to move if you have a product out there that you want to launch launch it you will always improve Hmm. the product and while you are launching it you will also see how is this good or how is this service being received uh by by um by the users and how can i improve but you because you could be sitting on an idea and trying to improve it uh and yet that is not how it's perceived Aha, exactly by those who have to buy it exactly so uh from my own experience and from the advice that i give um uh entrepreneurs perfectionism is so overrated uh-huh. okay be brave get your ideas out there you will fail so what you dust yourself up that's just an experience and you move wow so self courage and uh yeah grit and grind <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much Winifred my goodness I had other questions to ask you but I think you've answered it all I was gonna ask you what your next challenge is and all of that you've mentioned that you're you know you're currently running your PhD and yeah. um, you know you've given so much advice to the young ladies and I mean this is not just for the young ladies anyone listening you could be a guy as well you could be a young man and you've got women in your life you've got your sisters you've got your cousins you've got your friends you know and you've got you you can also learn from this so I mean you know like Winifred just said to us dare to move you know grow do something yeah. you know yeah. don't don't stay stagnant if if you if you stay stagnant you literally become absolute before you become absolute yes. you know well, so that's uh, <laughs> your backside if you don't move exactly cavity <laughs> <laughs> that's what they actually say so keep moving <laughs> keep moving keep moving keep moving wow winifred this is just this is amazing well thank you so much before i let you go though i know you've you've given a lot of advice already mm-hmm. but one more thing okay who who's who's the woman behind all of this you've already told us your name you've told us where you come from but there's got to be something else you know who's who's the woman behind all this all I, who, who is she who's winifred <laughs> tell us oh she's i know that's a difficult question but come on tell us winifred is stubborn and silly and uh yeah (laughs) i don't take life too seriously and uh yeah uh, i i laugh a lot at myself and um you know i always tell others if i cannot be an example uh let me at least be a warning <laughs> so <laughs> i love that <laughs> to learn where i have failed and we should not and mistakes are not to be patented that's uh, that's another uh-huh. one of mine yeah so 
I like that. Mistakes. mistakes are not to be patented. I like that. I like that. <laughs> oh dear, Winifred, thank you so so much. Thank you You're so welcome. much. Yeah, I've had well. a very nice and uh, uh, enjoyable evening uh, with you. This uh, yeah, with this conversation, it's it's been educative. It's been uh, enlightening. It's been eye opening as well. And I'm really really hoping that our listeners, you know, young women, young men, women that are in the middle aged, older women, whatever, older men, whoever is listening, please learn. Uh, uh, from from what uh, Winifred has you know discussed with us tonight, you know there's no there's no such thing as doing things in half measure. But that's that's also her, you know. And mistakes are not to be patented. Meaning, you know, make the mistakes and dust yourself up. Get up and do it again, you know. And dare to move, you know. Get going. Make things happen, you know. Not all of us are going to be dismantling engines like uh, like Winifred, you know. But whatever it is you're doing. You know, just get it going and don't procrastinate. Just make it happen. Yes. Winifred, thank you so much. We've we had an amazing welcome. time with you You're this welcome. evening. Thank Have you nice so much. Evening. Okay. Have Bye. a lovely evening. And to our listeners, thank you so much for uh, taking time out to be with us uh, this evening and whenever you happen to listen to this. And until next time, it is Ben signing off from Blue Citron. Thank you. Ciao.